for as silly as like the idea of like watching Nicolas Cage films can be like I definitely don't want to be disrespectful or like too like lighthearted about this film just because like it is something that happened to people and I want to respect you know the people who it affected like now um but 50 cent with a mullet is a treat that's really all I have to say about that hey everybody welcome to the side attendant podcast I'm Ashley and uh Jordan's over there I thought you were just going to blast through. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, I'm Jordan. What's up? Uh, we're, we're out here uh, podcasting around. <laughs> um, just as a trigger warning slash content warning to our listeners, this episode is going to feature some mentions of sexual assault later on as the movie that we watched is based on a true crime that took place. Um, so we will definitely let you know when we start talking about the movie and, um, we'll kind of just do our regular BSing here in the beginning. Uh, so you can duck out whenever is most comfortable for you. What you been watching, Jordan? Uh, I did the thing. I'm watching Game of Thrones. Mm. I'm not hating it. Um, I don't necessarily see the obsession that everyone has yet, but maybe a couple episodes from now, maybe it'll set in or something. I don't know. You've watched two whole episodes. Yeah. I met Carl. <laughs> uh, for those of you interested in following this journey, uh, we are live tweeting it on at site attendant, um, on Twitter and, uh, I'm really just live tweeting the best things um that jordan says the best and the funniest things that jordan says and if you're watching this uh you know or listening to this podcast episode like a year from now or whatever we're roughly what mid september 2020 Mm -hmm. we're in the deep deep throes of the hellscape that is 2020 Mm -hmm. um but yeah if you want to go back like on our twitter later on that's where you'll find the delicious uh, Game of Thrones talk. <laughs> so yeah, Jordan has met Carl Dragon. Oh yeah, so that's something too. We are watching it on HBO, right? HBO Max. Yeah. HBO Max, and I have synced up a legally obtained audio description file just has like the show audio and the audio description so because on hbo max even though it exists it's clearly out there like i have these audio description files they exist but on hbo max you can't turn them on so we're using an audio source from my phone for the audio description because hbo is garbage yeah so we're like muting the television And just listening to it on Jordan's phone. It's pretty obnoxious, but it gets the job done. And I mean, the the source that I got those audio files from, they have so much content, like tons of just MP3 files that I can just listen to shows. That's a good like source for you to have. You just shouldn't have to go to those links to find that stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. And also, I don't, I mean, I allegedly obtained these 
files in some manner or another, I don't necessarily know if it's perfectly legal. I don't know. Perfectly legal. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm just, I I need it. So I went and got it. That's yeah. it. That's like, you know. And honestly, the TV thing is more for my benefit. But like, I am, um, like I'm finding that the audio like very rarely syncs up with the like watching it um like i'll get it perfect and then like the audio just goes so fast yeah and i'm not sure if it just like cuts out like dead air like some of the like the long stretches of silence and stuff or if the files that i got are like slightly faster or slower for potential copyright dodging or i i don't i don't know what the deal is but it's uh in sync for all of about 18 seconds yeah and then it drifts out but yeah it's it's good so far and you know it's interesting that joffrey kid i mean it's pretty clear where all the memes came from mm-hmm. pretty immediately he's annoying and stuff i get it <laughs> i imagine that he only becomes more annoying yeah annoying so. is definitely a word for it uh annoying mm-hmm but uh, yeah, um, I'm trying to think, have we been watching or listening to anything else interesting? We started the Black Days podcast. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we need to get back into it for sure. Oh, um, I, I downloaded Dune. I'm going to read Dune. because oh, the, yeah, the, the trailer looks Dune trailer so good, but out. I yeah. won't talk about it. Yeah. So I uh, downloaded that. Probably going to listen to it this weekend. Um, so do you have to read like all nine books before the movie comes out? Yeah. That's why I don't know if... so. I think it would be better. It would make more sense for them financially to base this movie on the first book or even like the first two books maybe mm-hmm. so that there's still content remaining. Like if this is a major hit, right? Mm-hmm. Then obviously they, they'll want to keep milking it, right? Like they did with like the Avengers or the really Hobbit. anything else. Yeah, the Hobbit. Like the, you split stuff out, you know, you get more money out of people. So I I would imagine that it's going to be based on the first one or maybe the first two books. Mm -hmm. But I think there are nine books total Mm -hmm. for Dune. But yeah, it looked good. Uh, Our boy Jason Momoa is in it. Ah, yes, Jason Uh, Momoa. And the rest of the cast is very star-studded. Ugh, it's so good. Like it would be so disappointing if this movie was a flop because the cast is so expensive and so good yeah uh yeah i don't know i haven't really been you know listening to or watching anything else of note that i can think of um i watched ted lasso on apple plus tv it's uh got jason sadukas in it and it's about an american guy who goes to coach a like an english football team um or soccer for those of you um who don't know what that means um and it was it was really like wholesome i've watched all the current episodes new episodes come out on friday and it has you said it has audio description yeah yeah that's really good um and i looked into watching c because we have mentioned c before and you are not super a fan of it um of of the idea of it mostly yeah um but it does have audio description in nine languages okay that's pretty amazing but also like it's pretty in your face blind content like 
it's about a future where everyone's blind. Yeah. So, but it's also like very primitive. Right. Um, and I sent you that article. I don't know if you read it. I um, don't click links that you send me. Oh, well, that's fine. So, um, anyway, um, the, there's a pretty prominent actress in it who is, they say in the article legally blind. Um, they don't really go into her story too much. So I'd like to kind of learn more about her. Um, but she talks about how like there are blind and visually impaired people on the set um, as part of the crew. Um, and also like women are very like featured very prominently. People of color are featured very prominently in this show. Um and yeah, the audio description, obviously, if they didn't have audio description, that would have been a crime and a half. Well, I mean, that's like, uh, I told you I've been seeing like memes about Helen Keller lately. Yeah. There, I saw a couple of them. One very specifically got to me, but it's just this meme about Helen Keller and how no one seemed to care about, you know, particular things about her um, and how it was like ableist mm-hmm. and the photo didn't have a description. It's so ridiculous. Like I had to like seek out in other areas a description for this particular photo. Yeah. And it's oh. like, well, if you're going to talk shit and like talk about ableism while not having a description on your photo. Yeah, that's <laughs> maybe, a problem. Maybe take a step back. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot of the ones that I have been watching. Oh, I think we need to watch Central Park together. It's a cartoon okay. made by Apple Plus TV. Okay. And it features Josh Gad and it's a musical cartoon. Oh, I get down on that. Yeah. I like Josh Gad. Because of your love for the Book of Mormon so much. Yeah. And it also has like David Diggs in it. There are like a couple other like Hamilton cast members in it as well. So it's oh, nice. up my alley. Um, so yeah, those are the the things we've been watching you got any special announcements or anything oh, i've got some feedback we're getting oh, feedback yeah. i'm loving this i'm loving this so much um i did tell you that somebody reached out and said hey jordan instagram is more accessible than you think it is yeah i uh definitely appreciate that because i kind of stopped using it when i lost my sight so it's good to know that it actually you know some people are out there making an effort yeah um, and I think like a lot of people are kind of moving away from like the Facebook platform and like going and I mean, they've been migrating towards Twitter for sure. But I also think that Instagram, um, is another big one that people right. have migrated to slash are still migrating to. Right. Um, I got a couple of other, uh, other folks giving us feedback. Um, Frisco, the, our beautiful guide dog. Um, apparently people really love his grumbles. Um, I was talking to somebody about getting a better mic that doesn't necessarily like pick up as much like background noise. And they said, no, because I'll be missing out on Frisco grumbles. He's actually not down here right now. Yeah. That's so weird. He's up taking a nap, but, (laughs) um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think he's a good little, uh, comic relief. He is. Yeah. Sometimes we get like real intense on our Nick Cage and he kind of brings us back to earth. All right. Um, and oh yeah, my mom is mad. Oh yeah. Cause I suggested the calling CPS on her for leaving in a store at some point. Yeah. But it was the, like, that was the hypothetical. I told her that too. I, in her, <laughs> she texted me. I was like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. It was like hypothetical, like not, 
Yeah, we both got uh, our first and last names in text messages from my mom. Yeah. No middle names. I'm sure I... No middle name, so that was, I'm sure that was the next step. But, but yeah, it was some stern language from your mom. Yeah, she was very upset about that. She was also upset because she really thought that last week's episode was going to be the movie she had suggested. And I said, no, we're really looking for it with like AD because I really want that experience. And uh, she wasn't super excited with that answer. So we're both in the... Uh, in the doghouse with my mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> trying to think. We got. We finally got an email. That was nice. Yeah. We got an email. I'm so excited. Uh, I did say in the past that the first time we get an email, I will throw a party. And uh, I did. It, uh, it was a one-person party at my desk while I was working. So oh, it was, was great. Um, I'm trying to think of any other feedback or anything that we got this week but um i don't think there's anything crazy hopping out no so do you want to get into this film yeah sure All right. um i do you want to just let people know like immediately before we we're gonna talk about some sensitive stuff or i think we should just let them know now okay so that because i mean it's it plays pretty heavily in it's, the beginning yeah. anyway okay. so for those of you who would like to duck out um this is your you're out um again trigger warning content warning we are going to be talking about sexual assault a little bit um as it is part of the crimes that take place in this film and also real life um so thank you for listening up to this point if you do have to go um and we love you we do we love you very much Thank you for being you. Jordan? Okay. Uh, so this film is called Frozen Ground. Um, takes place in Alaska. Nick Cage is a cop. What else we got? Um, do you, is it my rundown? Yeah. Oh. I'm giving a very choppy version. I I was just trying to like, kind of kick <laughs> this off. Um, okay, so this this movie's Frozen Ground. Um, it's got Nick Cage uh, as the main the main guy, the the policeman. Um, I think he's a state trooper, right? He's yeah, yeah. Like he works for the Alaska State Troopers, but I think he's a detective. detective yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, so you got Nick the cop. You got uh, Vanessa Hudgens, who plays a victim of the killer slash um, sexual assaulter. And then you've got John Cusack, who plays our bad guy. Killer. Murder, the murderer. Slash yeah. sexual assaulter. Slash sexual assaulter, the serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, he, we haven't even gotten that far yet. Well, yeah, I give it up. I mean, it, you know in the first like 8 seconds. So, um what? Oh, yeah, he's a he's a baker, right? Mm-hmm. But also side job is being a serial murderer. He's not a candlestick maker. Oh, uh this it's this is also based on a true story. Yes, this actually happened. And um so because Jordan has an obsession with true crime, um, he already knew like what era this took place in. Oh yeah, which it's like the eighties, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the mid eighties. Yeah. 
Um, and it takes place in Anchorage, Alaska. So it's not like it's like rural Alaska. Well, I mean, as far as Alaska goes, Anchorage, I mean, is a city, but you 30 minutes and you're like in the wilderness. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, based on a true story too. So it, so it takes place in the eighties, right? Mm. But it was filmed, I would guess in the mid like 2015 range. You're very close. Yeah. Cause I mean, Vanessa Hudgens had a pretty, right, like, yeah. pretty short window. So the guy that Nick Cage works with, like he gets like tips and stuff from later, not works with directly, um, rescues Vanessa Hudgens from like, I don't know, a motel or like a rundown. Like a slum. Yeah, like yeah. a slum place. Um, She is like handcuffed and she is very badly hurt. Um, And then she goes through like being interrogated. Um, They take her to the hospital because she has been sexually assaulted. They find out that she's a prostitute. And of course, most of the cops are like, oh, she's a prostitute. Like, we don't need to believe her, blah, blah, blah. Um, And this one cop like who rescued her was like, no, like we need to to work together to like figure this thing out um and then enter nick cage yeah and he like takes up the reins mm-hmm. and like really like tries to like dig in on this investigation so she pretty much like so the like her bit is that she was solicited to like do some like prostitution or take photos with the guy right Mm -hmm. the main or bad guy and so she goes and does you know whatever that is but he like chains her to something and is basically like holding her hostage right Mm -hmm. and he is a pilot too he has a plane so he's taking her to his plane and he's going to take her to some a further away undisclosed location and she manages to escape in that right mm-hmm. so being that she escaped from this guy who just like he- held her captive held her hostage or whatever and, and uh was assaulting her she knows exactly who this person is so she just out she just like tells nick cage and he goes through finding out and realizing going through like old cases and stuff realizing that her situation is very similar to several other cases where they ended up finding bodies or the missing women were never actually found so he realizes that basically the man this woman just escaped from is a serial murderer so then the rest of our film is really just based around Nick trying to put together the the pieces of the puzzle to, you know, get this guy. Yeah, and, like, we we watch Nick Cage, like, do the, um, like, the, the policing work and the detectiving, and we're also watching John Cusack, like, with chained-up girls and... Um, like basically like showing the next victim after like Cindy would have been a victim. Um, 
So like he does the same thing with this girl. Like she's chained in his basement. He has a wife and kids, by the way, who are like just away from the house. Um, But once they come back, that's when he like employs the whole like plane thing. And like he goes out onto like this land that he owns or something. Um, uh, And then uh, so we watch him and like take he takes this other girl out um and then he uh does the most dangerous game yeah he like sets this woman to just go run and he shoots her with a hunting rifle and earlier there had been a body uncovered that had been shot like in the knees yeah like shot in the legs and then shot like in the torso with like with ammunition that is typically like hunting rifle caliber ammunition Mm -hmm. um but so one thing that we did miss um in the like the vanessa hudgens stuff like she's the escaped person right Mm -hmm. um it's a lot of like nick cage like fighting to get her to talk yeah to get her to like open up and there's the scene where they're kind of shitty shittily talking to each other like kind of being mean at each other and he uh in order to get her to open up tells her about his like sister they got hit by a drunk driver and they make like this deep emotional connection which so um i mean a, a good portion of the like first like third of the movie is him trying to just get stuff out of her right i mean yeah um and like it's kind of compared to this like she becomes she ends up being a stripper she ends up like getting off the street and into a strip club um and being a stripper and starts like doing meth um and can like get up on stage and like take all of her clothes off and stuff and i think it's like that whole like she can like bear her body but she can't bear her soul kind of like line of bullshit that um, uh <laughs> that or like led yeah. to believe oh also we forgot to mention that it's around halloween they like mention oh yeah halloween as well so we're keeping with our spooky theme Stan of, of halloween, halloween. <laughs> um there is a point where nick cage just goes into the strip club and i think he's looking for her specifically um and he says uh that he or he does his like nick cage yell and says i'm gonna get this entire shithole shut down oh boy he does he goes cool. full nick cage yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, this one's kind of hard to like narratively break down, you know, it, I'm trying to like piece by piece it like we have with some of the past ones, like scene by scene. But I mean, they all, for me again, lack of AD kind of started to blend together Yeah, and like just be this one long, you know, mush. And I, and honestly not to like skip too far ahead but and you can stop me if you want but it didn't necessarily really grab me until they decided to go ahead and arrest the main bad guy Mm -hmm. i mean because up until then it's a lot of like nick cage arguing with the prosecutor person like saying that they should issue a warrant and the prosecutor saying they don't have enough information and nick cage whining about it like it's he's like well respected in the community of course and he's like done 
bad things before. Like he's been arrested multiple times for like soliciting prostitution. Um, Also, don't get us wrong. um, This is like we are very clear. Like we are very pro sex work people. Yes. Um, Dancers, prostitutes, you know, OnlyFans pages, etc. That kind of stuff. We're totally pro um, sex work. So I definitely don't want anyone to get it twisted that we're trying to be, you know, down on prostitutes and strippers and stuff because we're absolutely not. Um, But I think, I mean, the attitude, obviously, like in the 80s in Anchorage, Alaska, there's definitely a lot of that. Uh, So like, you know, he had been arrested for soliciting prostitutes before and also like physically assaulting them like it like in a battery kind of way Um, and not necessarily sexually assaulting them. Just like beating the shit out of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's actually a scene towards the beginning where when cindy our escapee first mentions the guy to the police the line is something to the effect of oh he's an upstanding citizen and then i'm not i don't remember specifically i remember the line being a very awkward like what why that's a really weird way to say this but one of the guys says he don't have no record in the computers Mm -hmm. like in the computers like what (laughs) i mean i get like it was the 80s but man that's a weird weird way to say that yeah um and nick cage along with like trying to convince them to arrest this guy he first had to convince them that they were even related and i think we've seen that kind of theme throughout like true crime true crime stuff in the past and kind of like i don't know if you like watched mind hunter or like you're pretty familiar with that kind of stuff right yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking Golden State Killer stuff. Yeah, I just mean in general. So like serial killers, like who aren't necessarily all getting their victims from the same exact place. So kind of along the lines of what you're talking about. So um, the Golden State Killer had done um, like burglaries and had sexually assaulted people and murdered people like all over, um, like one, not necessarily like one neighborhood, but like different cities and stuff in California. Yeah. But, like, the jurisdictions weren't, like, talking to each other. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing with, like, Ted Bundy and stuff. Like, he had, like, been in a couple of different states. Mm-hmm. And so, like, obviously there... And these were way... These are back in, what, the 70s, mm-hmm. both of them. Yep. Um. So, I mean, the technology is definitely more available now. But there's something, you know, back then that, like, I guess to me that, like, could have been done... <laughs> Because, like, there's just, it's wild to me to think that, like, these cities that were kind of closer and clustered together, especially in, like, the Golden State Killers case, that, yeah. like, no one was talking to each other. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we I, we could go through a giant list of, like, serial killers or serial murderers or, mm-hmm. or, you know, killers at all who the total pile of clues that were available could have resulted in a capture, but because these you know different jurisdictions weren't communicating with each other you know nothing the nothing happened for way longer than it should have been yeah and it seems it just seems to be the same story you know one after the other yeah yeah um so at a point at some point or another nicholas gage finally convinces the his bosses to you know go ahead and arrest this guy and they're interrogating him um and Earlier on, like before the arrest, we we do see the um, bad guy, John Cusack's character, like take his plane out to dump like a bag of stuff, right? 
Yeah. Like the mementos or trophies that he has kept from these murders. Because he'll do things like he would do things like keep necklaces or rings right. or like that kind of shit. Very serial killer-y yeah. trophies. And like at one point, Nick Cage is talking to another victim who escaped. No, it was a victim's sister. Or, yeah, a victim's sister. Or a woman who was missing her sister. Yeah. And she was uh, referencing like a bracelet that her sister was wearing that she had like the matching one and showed it to him and stuff and you you get this idea that he that the the bad guy has kept a bunch of memento type stuff yeah and he goes and like basically like he takes his son out to like whatever land he owns on like the plane and just like dumps the mementos right i mean can you imagine i mean not to like go through like uh if you were a killer you'd do x y or z but like having a plane as a serial murderer is like pretty like a pretty good tool right yeah, but, like, if you already felt like those things were, like, closing in on you, wouldn't you want to go somewhere else, like a non-extradition country or something? Yeah, if you got a plane, yeah, it's just straight, like, fly to, you know, what, Ecuador or something, right? Isn't that? Yeah, and I mean, I guess for as big and as, uh, what's the word for it? Like, not rural, but, like, as like vast. Alaska. Like, yeah, yeah, like, as vast and, like, empty in a lot of places. Yeah. Like I just <laughs> there are places to go. I'm not rooting for a serial killer to get away with it. No, but he was dumb that he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But um so all that is to say, he had a bunch of trophies and shit. He got rid of them. Which by the way, all of this, this entire movie with no audio description, I was asking you a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of good like exposition and dialogue that took care of decent chunk which just reinforces like how minimal the amount of effort would be required to add audio description to a lot of these movies i mean in this honestly total recording time would be under 20 minutes worth of audio description yeah i mean there is there's a lot of dialogue i think um and i kind of looked at this earlier so like the trivia for the movie they talked about like how the director specifically wanted to begin filming on like the cusp of fall and then like have it like go like slowly like marching towards like the dead of winter to feel like the weather and like the case was like closing in around you and i think that that's definitely something that like you would miss if you couldn't see that like these are the seasons changing and then it got really cold and just awful like these women who are like walking around on the street in just like these fur coats and like skirts and stuff like i just I it did it felt very uncomfortable for me. Yeah, and I mean it that's one thing too is like a lot of like scene setting type stuff that people don't necessarily think of where audio description is, really is helpful. Um but without it in this movie I was asking you a lot of questions and one of them was the like when he was dumping that stuff in the woods. Um so Nick Cage interrogating our bad guy. Um pokes at him a few times um and then i i want to know so you described part of this scene to me but i want to know if your understanding of it was the same as my understanding of it okay okay so at a point nick goes in and asks him some simple question and then the bracelet that we talked about the the woman whose sister was murdered mm-hmm. okay 
had a bracelet that matched the one her sister was wearing when she was murdered. Nick Cage walks in and sets that bracelet down on the table. It's the sister's. Like, it's the living woman's bracelet. They never found that stuff. Right. So he's, like, trying to pull a fast one because he happened to have something that matched the trophies. Right? That's what was happening? Yes. Okay. And... But that doesn't happen until, like, the very end because that's the thing that, like, That, like, sets him off. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you want to give me some more of, like, what the interrogation stuff yeah, Same. so it's set alongside like his partner, the guy who plays Hank in Breaking Bad. Oh um, yeah, I forgot Hank's in this. Oh, Fifty Cent is in. Yeah, this? Yeah, we forgot about Fifty Cent too, but there, we can go back to yeah, that. Yeah, there's some good guys in this. Hank's in this. Fifty Cent with a mullet is in this. Yeah, yeah. I definitely don't want to like like for us like silly. Excuse me, sorry. For as silly as like the idea of like watching Nicolas Cage films can be, like I definitely don't want to be disrespectful or like too like lighthearted about this film just because like it is something that happened to people and I want to respect, you know, the people who it oh, affected absolutely. like yeah. now. Um, but fifty cent with a mullet is a treat. That's really it's, all I have to say about that. It's um, really something. So uh Hank from Breaking Bad, who I'm sure had a name in this film that I didn't write down. Yeah, I didn't didn't catch it either. Um, also, Nick Cage's name is Jack. Mm. We never, good. <laughs> we never refer to him as his character name. Um, so Hank is. Uh, they finally got a warrant to like go through John Cusack's stuff, um, and his wife and kids are like back in town. So like now his wife and kids are freaked out. Um, so Hank is like going through, um, you know, his vehicles, his whole house and like the interrogation is going on at the same time. So Nick Cage is in the scene with John Cusack, like doing the interrogating while Hank right. is, it, it is keeps doing like, the the um, ransacking, basically. Yeah, it keeps like cutting back and forth. And, yeah. And Hank's crew, they're looking for either the murder weapon, so that gun or some of the trophies or anything that basically indicates that guy did murder. Yeah. And the the more the interrogation goes on, like the further and further it gets into it, like you can at least I can like feel how intense it gets because like it's just like every time he calls Hank, like he's just like, I haven't found anything. We haven't found anything. And he's just like, you have to get something like anything at all. And it just keeps going like that for like a few scenes. And then like Nick Cage finally does the bracelet thing that jordan referenced earlier he just like puts it on the table and he's like i know that this is what you know so and so was wearing like when you abducted her and blah 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 and for me watching nick cage and john cusack like in this scene was very impressive like these are two actors who like i grew up like seeing in a ton of different movies and we've kind of talked about like Nick Cage kind of like permeates a lot of different genres of films. So like sometimes he's in romantic comedy. Sometimes, you know, he's a truck driver who takes too many drugs and sometimes he's a convict and, you know, uh, sometimes he's a police officer. Sometimes he's a firefighter. So he is just kind of like all over the place. And John Cusack was kind of like, um, what is that called? Like, like a type actor. Like typecast, type, typecast yeah. yeah as like like romantic comedy kind of guy um like in the 80s especially with um was it say anything mm-hmm. and then like through the 90s and stuff and i remember like what was it 
there's just like a slew of them that he was in America's Sweethearts and like that kind of stuff. Um, and like to see them in these roles working together and like Nick Cage is like interrogating John Cusack and John Cusack is just like trying to deny this whole thing. Like, and he's kind of like this like mousy kind of guy in this film, like the way that he portrays it. And he does a really good job. And then like when he finally like breaks and he like loses his temper and just like flies off the handle. I don't remember. What does he say? Uh, He calls Vanessa Hudgens uh, the C word. Mm hmm. And says, I should have killed you when I had the chance. Oh, yeah, because she, like, opens the door to the interrogation room. So bad on them for, like, letting her do that. And so that, like, that that plus, like, the the bracelet, it's just, like, the the straw that broke the camel's back, basically. And um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of... So that's, yeah, that's, like, the whole interrogation thing. And then... um... Oh, they find the guns in the attic yeah they finally find the guns and they find a map that has a bunch of x's on it that they know pretty much immediately that a couple of the x's are where bodies were previously found yeah and once he breaks and like the way that they like close out the movie is that they like they talk about how like he basically like volunteers to show them like where 17 of the bodies are. And it seems like he's bragging about it. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I guess, so that's pretty much the movie. Oh, there was also like a, a little sub scene that takes place where he like from jail was trying to hire a guy to find and kill Cindy. Yeah, so like the bouncer at the strip club that she worked at basically like threatened her pimp, 50 Cent, um, and said like, you know, if you don't get this girl, you're going to have to, you know, pay basically. Yeah. Um, so like he does eventually like end up taking her to like to this pimp and um, like basically just like trying to give her to him and the bouncer ends up like killing 50 cent and he gets incapacitated somehow. And so she like ends up getting away. Um, but things end up, I mean, as okay for her in the end as it could have been. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much the deal, right? I mean, yeah. And I mean, it is based off, uh, like some actual events, like some of the names have been changed, but not the killer or the victims, I don't believe. Yeah, so I watched the FBI Files episode on this, which is available on YouTube. Um, and one thing you just talked about that uh, struck me, like compared to the real case, was you said like he was bragging and stuff. Um, part of his agreement in basically like fighting like a lot of these guys do which is like they'll agree like i'll show you where some of the bodies are if uh you take the death penalty off the table mm-hmm. um and in the case of this guy part of his agreement was if you take the death penalty off the table and the case proceeds with no publicity like he didn't want any publicity surrounding this case hmm. yeah um i'm trying to think a couple other things from like the fbi files thing is the profiler's that the FBI brought in to like help 
the Alaska State Troopers mm-hmm. knew or like in their profile of him, they predicted that he would have a stutter and he did have a stutter. Yeah, I mean, they predicted that he would be like a white, like upper or like middle class guy mm-hmm. who was like yeah. an upstanding citizen and like all that. Yeah, they're like the for the real case, not for this movie. They like a lot of their predictions rang really true. Um, and then I'm trying to think anything else from the FBI files that like was significant. Oh, so in in the case of most of his like abductions, um after the abduction would take place, he would take these women to just kind of random places wherever was closest to hand. Um, But his wife and kid went on a vacation for a short chunk of time. So he used that time to do some of his crimes where he would bring the women back to his actual, like his own home. Um, And the map was a real thing from the real case. Like a lot of it, I mean, it, it seemed pretty true to the case. Um, I didn't really know anything significant that, you know, was really different, was really different. Yeah. The, so the FBI files episode did not mention anything about him, like doing any like last minute ditching of the stuff, like the scene with him, like flying to a place to get rid of the bag of stuff mm-hmm. that it didn't mention that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it didn't happen. I just, mm. I, I doubt that happened, but it could just been like artistic license, right? And the it didn't mention anything about like the bracelet thing, like coming in and sitting it on the table or anything. They just mm-hmm. like chipped him down until he finally confessed. Yeah. Did uh, they have like interrogation footage at all? Um, I, they didn't show any interrogation footage, but they do have the actual a couple of the actual um, a couple relatives of victims, and then Cindy, like the real Cindy speaks in mm-hmm. the episode a little bit which is kind of interesting to hear her speak and talk about like the relief once he was finally like convicted and stuff yeah and that wasn't like too far after her like her assault and and escaping from him right yeah yeah he got like after after her situation it was pretty within a few years that he had been convicted so mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's that. I I didn't necessarily feel like I missed a whole lot on this one for lack of audio description. Um, there were obviously some key scenes that could have been better with a bit more context, but mm. I feel like I was bugging you more in this movie than typical. I don't really recall that too much. Yeah. So. But I, I might just not. be getting used yeah, exactly. to it. Yeah. <laughs> um. He would mention something earlier that reminded me, oh, of more like trivia from the film um, was that like the so the perpetrator's name is Robert Hansen and his house in the film is the property where like the real life Hansen lived during his active yeah. killing years. Yeah, like they filmed at his real home, which is freaky as shit. That's so wild. Yeah. So I lived in Alaska for a little bit. Um in like Prince William Sound, so like south of Anchorage, like where this takes place. Um, and it was way back. I was 20. or So I celebrated my 20th birthday while I was living there. I only lived there for like three months. I thought you were there in the summertime. No. Hmm. I was there from like March to May. So I mean, I okay. guess, yeah, like the beginning of summer. Um. But 
it definitely like hit a little bit of like that the culture of like the self-sustaining type you know those types of guys and like it's much more common like small planes are much more common there so like it it wasn't it's not necessarily a weird thing for a guy who's a baker in some town to also have his own plane Hmm. um because like guys will use them you know like one guy will have them and and they'll take it out to go hunt like moose or something so they'll fly out to the middle of nowhere land hunt moose and then fly home like it's not it's that's not a crazy thing like i flew on one of the like four seat planes to get to the place that i live because i lived on a small island Mm. and like you just hop on a plane like it's not as crazy like here in the midwest like you don't know anyone with a plane but up there at least where i was living the odds of knowing a couple people with planes was not you know out of this world but yeah um i'm trying to think if there's anything else that like hit super hard like i'm sure there were some visuals that would have hit me really hard but i i lived on an island so i didn't get much of like the anchorage culture that might be there but it's definitely the case that there are people who move to alaska to get away from whatever you know is going on down Mm -hmm. here in the lower 48 so it was nominated for an award or it won an award it was nominated i don't did i did you you looked it up (laughs) i I think i'm I'm pretty sure it was just nominated for like a golden reel award for um like audio sound design Mm -hmm. um which i don't know i mean it was the whatever the golden reel award is it's it's for like a film audio yeah motion picture sound editors yeah yeah i was nominated um so you know not necessarily like a huge surprise that it didn't have any higher nominations than that i mean it was fine um what would you rate it at you know so i okay i was thinking about it and I wanted to do like the hyperbolic like two, mm-hmm. but I think I genuinely think like maybe like a six. How do we do this every single time? I don't. I mean, did what did you six? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean it because it's a six. Yeah. Like it. We just like generally do not have the same taste in movies. I guess I would. Sh- I shouldn't say generally. But in some cases, we really like Woof, the movie that we watched the other night, not so much. Oh, yeah. We watched Punch Drunk Love, everybody. It was amazing, and and it's the most glorious movie ever filmed. Uh, Honestly, it's one of the movies that I'm saddest about uh, losing my sight for because it is such a pretty movie. Um, But it is definitely like disjointed schizophrenia as a movie. And Ashley did not like it. Yep. So. Uh, what do you think IMDb rated the Frozen Ground? Oh, like it's f- four eight. No. Oh, higher. Yeah. What what do we got? Six point four. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it like I said, it's a it's a six. Like mm-hmm. there's no you. It's hard to call it anything other than a six. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it. I mean, I don't know. It's fine. Okay. Would you? I mean. Would you, so that's one thing we, I, we always give it like these numbers. Mm-hmm. Would you, so like what you call a six, 
if a friend says, hey, should I watch that? Does a six cross the line for you? Like, do you tell people yes at your six? Yeah, I would say. Like, sure. Yeah. But like, okay, so you know in the days when we used to go to the movies? Mm-hmm. Like, it would be like, yeah, but just like don't go to the theater to see it. Like, right. wait for it to be on a streaming service. What is it? Go to see it, rent it, or wait until it comes on TV? Like yeah. that whole system? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's a like wait. Right. Yeah. If you're really like bored one night and like have been scrolling Netflix for an hour mm-hmm. already, like yeah, this yeah just pop pop this baby on. Yeah. Um. Oh, honorable mention as well. We watched another Nick Cage movie. We did. Um. But we don't necessarily feel like we could kind of give it the proper respect. Yeah. Um. We watched September 11th. Is World that Trade Center. World Trade Center, okay. Yeah. World Trade Center. Um, And we just talked about it and don't necessarily feel like it would be super respectful, especially for the, you know, irreverence that we kind of carry on some of these movies. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even for this one, even for Frozen Ground, it was a little bit of trouble considering whether or not we should do an episode on this one. I mean, because I'm a jackass pretty often almost 100% of the time and so like it is tough for me to like get super serious um and I think we we treated frozen ground with an adequate amount of respect Mm -hmm. um and I think we could conceivably do the same for world trade center but there's for me wasn't necessarily a whole lot to talk about like it was a really good movie yeah um it was a terrifying like portrayal of what that day was like for people who sacrificed a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all there is to really say about it. I mean, we all, everyone that was alive during that or of an age of any like coherence during that time. I mean, you don't necessarily want to have a jocular podcast about that movie yeah so i mean and i mean shout out to the actors and actresses in that film like nick cage michael pena maria bella bello bella um maggie gyllenhaal um you know there are a lot of <clears throat> good actors and actresses in that film and i mean michael pena and spoilers ahead michael pena and nick cage spend most of the movie like under rubble so i mean they did a really great job yeah um and i mean obviously with september 11th being here now it's especially difficult for people um so just echoing what jordan said i mean we had already decided probably 10 minutes into the movie yeah there there was just just no way that we could um that that we could address it in the way that we address like other films um and uh i was just i was so interested in it like it was like a two hour over two hour movie Mm -hmm. and generally like those are hard for me like they have to really keep my attention i'm like an hour and a half movie kind of girl um unless it's about like something historical or something like that but like i was so i was gonna like fall asleep to it or something and i just like stayed up i was Mm -hmm. just like i have to watch this whole film and it was really good like i i definitely recommend it higher than a six yeah yeah i mean if we let's I I'd say eight, eight yeah. and a half. Yeah, yeah definitely. Somewhere in there. Yeah, so that can be our 
that's our mini two-minute overview episode on yeah. uh, World Trade Center. <laughs> um, it yeah, it was good. It's good. Um, so the uh, bit of trivia that I have for Frozen Ground mm-hmm. relates to your John Cusack talk from earlier. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought you were gonna like hit the trivia that I had prepared. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's not like super crazy trivia or anything. Um, it just relates to like John Cusack, uh, like going through like uh, some. Well, so I have two two bits, two trivia bits because neither of them are like super heavy hitters. But John Cusack was super frustrated with all these like weird roles he was being offered mm-hmm. of like romantic comedy type shit, like you were talking about. Yeah. So he took back to back roles in which he played serial killers. Oh boy. So the film that he did right before this one uh was called Paperboy or something like that. Okay. Where he I'm was not a, familiar. Yeah, I I wasn't either. I just saw it in the trivia thing. Um where he played a serial killer as well. Hmm. Um but then the other one, I thought you were going to hit this one too. Uh do you know another movie that John Cusack and Nicolas Cage are both in? Hmm. I think you know that I, we've talked about it on Oh, duh, Con Air. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So this is like their second, or they may have done one between this and Conair, but I feel like it was one or both of them having just like a small role in whatever it was. It's funny because their roles are totally reversed. Like he's mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage is the quote unquote bad guy, right? And yeah. John Cusack is the good yeah. guy. Wow. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. Excellent. Little, little trivia bits. Yeah. Um. Trying to think, any last minute like announcements or anything like that. I don't think so. Um, our social medias, I'm kind of doing something different with um, since posting like the same thing across all platforms doesn't necessarily work. Like I want to do more fun things with like our Instagram and stuff. Um, so right. definitely like check out. I want to do like more videos and just kind of give more like insight into like how we do this because when we first got started doing a podcast, I didn't realize like how much work it is. Like it's fun. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's a lot of fun. Like anytime we're just like, okay, like let's record, let's record, like let's watch something, let's record. Um, like it's a lot of fun, but there's also like a lot of work that goes into it. Um, and just like fun, like behind the scenes kind of stuff. Like we just like kind of cleaned out and built our studio, um, in our permanent location finally. Um, and that was a lot of fun. It's kind of (laughs) like, we've got like the acoustic panels and we've got a bunch of things to like absorb the sound. Mm -hmm. Um, and we have to make sure that like the dryer's not running and the pugs aren't running around upstairs and stuff. So it's still, it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, just like check out our socials and stuff for just like kind of some different stuff coming up. Fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, we are getting a bicycle. Oh my gosh. Yes. I have not ridden a bicycle. So I rode a bicycle for like 20 feet uh, when I was helping someone move uh, some of their stuff. They had a bike and I just hopped on it and rode like 10, 20 feet or whatever. Um, So I haven't ridden a bicycle since pre-2016 aside from that. Um, And uh, we're getting a tandem bike and we're going to ride it and we're going to have so much damn fun. Have you ever ridden a tandem bike? No. I have not either. This is going to be exciting. I'm super excited. (laughs) Um, so yeah, like I'm sure we'll, we'll put some videos of us cruising around on that little, little thing. Um, but yeah, just uh, random stuff on all the social medias. Make sure to, um, tell a friend who are we telling this week? Um, have we told our neighbor yet? We've gotten very neighborly lately. Yeah. We, uh, hanging out with the neighbors. So Mm -hmm. tell your neighbor about our podcast. (laughs) 
Again, uh, your neighbor can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever you can find your podcasts. Yeah, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and not MySpace. Not MySpace. Uh, just search Side Attendant and you'll find us. You will. And uh, remember to rate and review us because that helps us with Apple especially. Climbing those hot charts. Mm-hmm. All right, you got anything else? I am good to go. All right. Love you, bye.